0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where we believe in the Detroit Lions. and By the end of this episode, so will you. So much Lions to talk about. I mean, I got OTAs. I'm going to talk about the new vibe over there at Allen Park. I've got a rant for you guys. I'm going to talk about DeAndre Swift and all types of other things today. Lots of Lions content to get to. I'm your host, Derek Okra here on the Believe in Lions show, on the Believe Podcasting Network, as I said, and really appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to try to entertain you today, give you some great football talk to listen to. But before I get into that, I just got to give you guys a little update on the show right off the top. Uh, It's a little bit of sad news. I got to admit, um, Mr. Benny Blades, the one and only Lions legendary safety Benny Blades, um, informed me that... He, he's just not going to be able to do the show, unfortunately. Um, you know, pulling the curtain back a little bit it was just really hard to Benny Blades, uh, Benny, Mr. Blades, as I call him, with his crazy schedule. You know, he was always uh, doing a million things. Uh, he's trying to get a, a school going up here in Michigan. He obviously lives in sunny South Florida, there in Miami. So it was just really hard to match up schedules. You know, we we're always kind of changing times. When I was able to get him, And he was able to carve out some time in his schedule. Man, did we have fun. You know, we laughed. We argued. We uh, really got to know each other well and talk football. So it wasn't anything other than a timing deal. And uh, just wish Benny all the best. I know me and him are going to be keeping in touch uh, throughout, uh, you know, the next year with the Lions as well as, you know, hopefully for a long time. I really enjoyed uh, getting to know him. Great guy. Enjoyed talking football with him and just appreciate what he gave to the show. So hopefully all you guys that listen to this, because you love Benny Blades, the way he played on the field and, and the uh, hilarious opinions, as well as great football insight as a player that he gave on this show, hopefully you'll continue listening. Um, you know, I, I do have some feelers out there for some other uh, co-hosts, maybe some for, former players, maybe some front office people, maybe just another person that uh, is real passionate about the Detroit Lions come on here. But... We'll see how that all shakes out. Until then, I will be your host. I will be bringing you Lions content every week, usually dropping Thursday mornings here on the on the Believe Podcasting Network. Find it on any podcast platform, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Alexa, Amazon, all those different ones that you're used to, uh, definitely dial us up and and give me a chance here. I I really appreciate it. So with all that being said, before we talk about the Lions, I want to get betonline.ag in here. It's one of our great sponsors. Let's take a quick listen to them. And when we come back, we'll be talking all things Lions. Everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe in Lines listeners? Now, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So, head on over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsor. Go to betonline.ag and check them out, no doubt. Um, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag, one of our longtime loyal sponsors. We really appreciate him. And speaking of appreciate him, I just want to take another couple minutes here just to to thank Many Blades. I mean, I, I, I said it off the top, but I just wanted to say again, I appreciate his time. And... Like you say, it's, it's going to be sad not to have him on the show, but I just wanted to really say thank you if he does hear this. We have talked... Um we're both very cool you know Um like like I said I know it was almost hard Benny you know a couple times thought he was going to have to leave the show and I was able to talk him into staying and switching days and we did a whole bunch of things behind the scenes to make sure that we got you Lions content as much as possible and everybody knows towards the end it was it was just really spotty of when I could track him down and when we could get him on the show but uh again I just want to thank Benny Blades uh, wholeheartedly as well as Uh, appreciate Mr. Blades on so many levels and I know there's so many listeners out there that would get me on Twitter you can find me at Derek Oakery that would be like oh man I love your show with Benny Blades you guys are great or man Benny is so funny or man uh, I love it when he talks about the you (laughs) or I love when you give him a hard time and he gets all riled up and starts yelling in the microphone so plenty of those messages and uh, like I say those were shows and times I will never forget and I'm hoping that uh, for for many many years to come I'll be able to uh, reach out to Mr. Blades there Talk football, check in with him and the wonderful uh, Mrs. Blades, who always kept him in line and made sure he, he he did make it to the shows, made sure the microphones were working um, and, and always cooking him that good food that she uh, made a, at the house there as well that he would often talk about. So I just wanted to make sure I did that justice and give him a little more dap here after the commercial break. And uh, now, uh, with that kind of unfortunate news, but there's an exciting future for Believe in Lions. That's why I want you guys to stay with me and to definitely keep checking out the show as, as the Lions are exciting right now. I mean, let's let's dive into the content. Um, OTAs, you know, there's all this talk about, oh, you know, I don't know if there's any of these players are going to show up. Oh, I don't know if, you know, anybody's going to be around the facility. They're going to boycott. They're going to stay away. Like, we got the rookies in a couple weeks ago. That was fun to see the rookies in the jersey or just moving around. And, and come this week when I'm recording, like, I want to say, what, they got 90 guys on the roster? I want to say, you know, a good 75-plus. Out of those ninety are at Allen Park, are going through drills, they've got their numbers. I might get into that a little bit later. They 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 got the jerseys and helmets on. It's just really, really exciting on so many levels because as I've said on this show a lot, who you know, the the last regime just did not work. As much as I wanted it to and hoped it was going to come together and thought, hey, man, if there's anybody that should we should somewhat trust, it was these guys that had won at a high level and kind of knew what it took to win and do it upright. It just did not work. I mean, from, from the attitude to the scheme that they coached to the players they brought in, it just uh, was really ugly football there to the end. And now, I mean, I... Hope that it equals wins on Sundays, but everything you hear about the Lions is positive. The coaches, I mean, they have juice, they have energy, they have mojo, they're exciting, they're fun to listen to, they seem player centric rather than my way or the highway. Um, You know, that you see at practice, even in some of these photos, I mean, you got players with, with, hats on and hats backwards and like you never saw that before it was like this drill sergeant mentality we do it this way and you can't have this game like i feel like there's a lot more swagger a lot more hey as long as you play on the field and give us what we're looking for we're gonna be a lot looser with some of these restrictions you see players even putting out instagram posts being engaging with fans here and there you just didn't see that under the other regime so I just feel like OTAs from seeing Jared Goff back there throwing passes, hand the ball to DeAndre Swift, Hocketson with his crazy hair, and, and dudes look like he's been in the weight room even more this year. You've got guys on defense, you know, from our big bodies up front, which I'll talk about a little bit later. It's just a lot of positive vibes here with the Lions, and we're just in OTAs, but it was the first time. We really kind of see all these guys together and start piecing this team together. And like I say, I'm not... Here saying, even as much as I, B-L-E-A-V, believe in the Lions, I'm not sitting here saying this is a Super Bowl-Medi roster or, man, they're just going to dominate the NFC North. But I think fans and people are so excited because it's so different from top to bottom. Even, like, Sheila Ford-Hamp, you know, is just seems like a total different vibe from an owner. She was... Out at an OTA practice, you know, the first one out there um, looked energetic, engaging with players, uh, with Brad Holmes and everybody. I think that does matter. I also do think that Brad Holmes, being such a football guy, he's out there. He's dapping up players. He's he's keeping an eye. He cares. He wants the win. And he's got that sense of being a people person as well as kind of a badass, which I like. I think he's got a great mix of both. And I think he's bringing both to the GM perspective. And obviously, Dan freaking Campbell has, you know, mojo, moxie, and just passion, and that that sense of alpha mentality. I mean, there's no question about that. Now, they all have to put it together. They have to add some talent to the roster, as well as put up W's you know don't have all this good vibes and then come out and lose your first 5-6 games like get a, get a nice win early get some momentum going like get the fan base excited with exciting play that's kind of what I'm looking for and why I think fans are so excited because you know when the season kicks off Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback we have not had a new quarterback here with the Lions since what 08 you know before Matt Stafford came in in, in, in the 09 there that's a long time You know, we haven't had new receivers like most people don't think about it. We've been running out Marvin Jones the past five plus years. We had Kenny through his whole rookie contract. You know, that's that's another four plus years. You know, we had, uh, you know, just Marvin Jones, Kenny, uh, you know, GT was around here for a while. He, He wrote out what, three, four, five years, however long that was. So it's been pretty much the same faces, and I hate to say this because a lot of people love a lot of these players I'm mentioning, but unfortunately, the thing that I got to and the point that I was excited about all these changes is because we were getting the same results. Even when things were going decently well at times, it was still the same. You knew what to expect from Stafford at the podium and on the field. You knew the good Marvin Jones was going to give you, and you knew that he was never going to be... A top-end, dynamic NFL receiver. He was a good, average, quality NFL receiver. He could do some nice things, but he wasn't going to dominate with speed or athleticism or some of the things that you look for. Now, like I say really enjoyed the player, but and, and Stafford and some of these guys I'm mentioning, nothing against them, but I knew what I was getting, and they reached a point probably a year or two ago where I pretty much knew what I was going to get. I, it was hard to have those high-end expectations. Now, am I saying that Perriman, T. Will, you know, all these guys are going to come in at receiver and be instantly better? No, but they're going to be different. Is Jared Goff gonna be instantly better than Matt Stafford? No, but he's gonna be different and that's gonna be fun on itself as well as interesting and in areas they might be better and they might be more exciting and they might do things you know that the other guys couldn't do. Like I pretty much can guarantee you Perriman can run uh faster and different type routes than Marv and Kenny could. I'm pretty sure of that, you know? And I'm excited to see it. Uh, I don't know what the ceiling is for for DeAndre Swift, but I'm very excited to see it. I feel like Jamal Williams is super motivated. Like, what is his ceiling? Because he was drafted, and then he's sort of been a ho-hum guy in in Green Bay. But this guy's talking like he's going to come in here and be a force. So I want to see it. That's just on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, move to defense. What are these rookies going to bring? And it's just... Feels all different. The scheme. I mean, I I think you're going to see so much more energy and different play from Okuda. The big boys up front are linebackers. Tracy Walker, I think, will be re- rejuvenized, re- rejuvenated on the defensive side of the ball. So, I think Lions fans are just so excited because it's going to be so different and. Even if different doesn't mean W's at a high, high level in the beginning, it'll still be more fun to watch than the past year and a half was of Swiss cheese defense, ho hum offense, you know, plays here or there by Stafford and company, but nothing, nothing that got you out of your seat. Nothing that said, man, I got to go down to Ford Field and check this out. And I think if all goes well with this regime, you're going to have that vibe of, I got to go see a game. I got to check this team out when they really get rolling. Now, speaking of rolling, speaking of, you know, being different, I got a little bit of a rant for you guys here, and and this happened right before I started recording. I was on YouTube and I came across a video talking about should the Detroit Lions trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Now most of you guys know you can hear me on this show you can also find me on my other podcast which I started a few years ago called the Detroit Kool-Aid cast where we serve it up and you can drink it in that Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid we have a lot of fun on that show that drops Wednesdays and Fridays. And I do this show on Thursday. So that's basically three straight days of Lions talk. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody can keep up with that type of content that I'm pressing out. But, but here's the rant. Everybody knows I love Odell Beckham. Everybody knows he hasn't had a good you know last year and a half, two years. Everybody knows he had those diva moments with the New York Giants. But I'm here to tell you. You're, you're going to hear so many people across the board, you know, these beat reporters. Everybody wants to try to be the smartest guy in the room and try to tell you why it doesn't make sense and why he doesn't fit. And, oh, the age, the money, the injuries. I'm here to tell you. I watched this YouTube video, and it was the same old, same old. All this run around. Oh, like, you know, you need to keep your draft capital. Um, you know, he, he's had some past injuries. Yeah. I'm I'm a guy that loves the NFL draft. I I'm not trying to give away picks, but if you're telling me I got to give you a second, a third or or whatever it may be that mid-level compensation for a talent Like Odell Beckham, a guy that you could come here and say, you are our dead set number one. Jared Goff is going to feature you in this offense. Like we are going to get you the football. That's something this coaching staff has done incredibly is they don't shy away from like, oh, we got to make him earn it all. We're going to like make sure he comes here and we won't give him his jersey number and we'll put him third on the depth chart. No, I could see Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes making a deal like this and saying, Odell, you are the man, and we want to make you the man in Detroit. We want to see you making one-handed catches, highlight reel plays. We want 1,200-plus yards, 10 total touchdowns or more. We want you to to reach your optimal level. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that happens. The quarterback is excited to have you. And away they go with a 28-year-old top-end playmaker that everybody's down on right now that you can get at a bargain basement price that can come in here and straight up ball out and be a superstar. The Lions don't have a legit superstar on either side of the football. Now you add Odell to this roster. Now it's Odell, Hawkinson, Swizzle, Goff, crazy offensive line. You know, you add another piece or two the next year. I mean, you could get Odell in here for anywhere from two to four years. That's all I'm talking. Two to four years, you make him an integral piece of the offense. As you build up the team, the contract's not bad. He'll be 28, 29, 30 in that range when you have him. No problem on the age. Injuries happen in the NFL. You could say, oh, well, he's had... Like, he could just come out the next three years and be never hurt. Kind of like, I don't know, Matt Stafford was when everybody thought he was big injury prone. And instead, he had a couple bad breaks and then he came out and had years of no injuries. You see that with a lot of players across the league. So all these people that want to act like injury prone is some type of illness that you get and you can never shake it. No, it's bad luck. And it's also the fact of, well, what if he comes here and he doesn't get hurt? Like, you know, everybody wants to think about well he could come and get injured. What if he comes here and he's healthy? What if he comes here and you got yourself a steal for a, a future third round pick um at at a position that you need to bolster, which which is the wide receiver. I mean Odell, Tyrell, Perriman, Cephas, Saint Brown, Hawkinson, Swizz. Like now we're now we're talking about young. Guys with chip on their shoulders that can also make plays and, and that adds to that unit and makes it a much more dynamic unit than they are right now. So I'm here to tell you that I think I went on Twitter a couple of days ago and I just threw this out there was a picture of a Alliance jersey and I just said, man, like a lot of people are going to say this isn't going to happen, but I'm here to tell you what if it does. What if they do make this move? What if he does come here motivated and excited? And and last time I checked, for all the people that want to run down Odell, has he had any issues in the past, basically his last year or so in New York or since he went to Cleveland? I don't, he has not done anything. He's basically been a Boy Scout there. I mean, yeah, he might have some unique tweets here or there, but you don't see anything on the field. Obviously, people want more production, and that goes to the injury side of things. But don't give me this big diva thing. He ain't been hitting any kicking nets. He hasn't been out on the clubs. You haven't been hearing anything crazy about him. So I'm throwing that out as well. So all these people, you know, the Burkheads of the world or these people on YouTube or, you know, these these beat reporters that think they're holier than thou, I, I would love to one of them to come out and say, Yeah, the Lions should go after talents like Odell or maybe some of these guys that are a little bit on the fringe because the Lions have never taken these type of risks or been able to get this type of value where you get a type of player in a third round that has age and that has ability and that might be just totally motivated. And this coaching staff can, like I said, accentuate his positives, hide his negatives. Imagine that. I get so sick of the NFL... Mentality where these coaches think they got to treat these guys like garbage to get them what they want to do. I mean, you ever have a, a good boss at work where they just pump you up and they make sure that you do great at your job and they limit the things that you don't do well and give those to other people that enjoy those tasks? I mean, that's the type of thing that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are going to do, I believe, and they could do it with Odell. They could really make him the number one, give him all that confidence back, get him the football, you, you're not going to hear a lot of things out of him as long as you not only feature him, but the only reason he wants to be featured is because he knows he's better than most people in the game at the position. Not many people can do what this guy can do when a ball is in the air or after the catch. I'm here to tell you he's slippery. He's a crazy route runner and man, can he go get the football? And those are all things that the Detroit lions need. So I'm going to close up this rant, but I'm just gonna close it up with this. Don't don't let everybody tell you why it can't happen because this is something that I think they should really consider. I think the price is right. I think the player is in a perfect scenario to have a bounce back a year. I think that you could get him at a two year, three year deal. Um, bring him in here on his current deal or whatever, and just say, "Hey, for the next few years, we want you to ball out." And in the meantime, they're going to build up the roster. They're going to be exciting to watch if they add a player like this. And I think it's it's absolutely something to consider. And yeah, do, could they consider younger players? Could they consider other players at other positions that are similar to what I'm talking about? That would that would inject more excitement. That would make our offense or our defense better. That would be a, a swing while rebuilding. Yeah, they could. You just have to be tactical, and I think Brad Holmes can do it. So there you go, everybody. That's that's my rant. Bring in Odell. Let's get this done. And uh, yeah, let's keep the show moving. I'm gonna limit the uh, commercials here. We just get the BetOnline.ag off the top and uh, keep this thing rolling. So I want to talk about DeAndre Swift. I call him D Swizzle. Oh. Baby, um, you know, DeAndre Swift's a a ball player. So there's been a lot of reports coming out about uh, maybe he's not going to get many touches. Maybe he's going to be a a B-type role back and and Jamal Williams will be the A-back. Maybe I'm not sure they're going to use him in the run game between the tackles. Everybody calm down. I'm here to tell you DeAndre Swift had 10 total touchdowns as a rookie. He was taken at the top of the second round. He can catch, he can run, he's young, he's got a great mentality, a humble kid. Like, the best thing that could happen for DeAndre Swift is to have a great running mate and a young guy and a guy with energy and swagger like Jamal Williams. I don't even care if the if the touches and quantity are similar because I think Swift, you can use him so much more in the passing game. You can use him as a dynamic playmaker instead of just a... Uh, you know, normal, he's not a normal running back. I mean, he showed power last year. He showed elusiveness. He showed athleticism, jumping over people. He showed an amazing ability, other than Chicago, at the end of the game, to catch the football. And, I just have no worries about this guy. I'm big fantasy football, as most of you guys know that listen to me, and I'm getting him everywhere I can in fantasy football at the right price. I think he's going to outperform his uh, perceived value. I think he's going to be a top-end playmaker for the Lions. And I just have no concerns about his role, if anything some of you guys might have seen the, I think it was an IG video that came out. Jared Goff working with DeAndre Swift, as Jared Goff has been working with all his other receivers too, showing a lot of great leadership. But there was a video that came out of him and DeAndre Swift, and Swift is running out routes and um, option routes and crossers and you know coming out of the backfield full speed, catching the ball in, um, you know, in flight, just in perfect pace, which was something I always kind of got on Matt Stafford about. The ball always seemed to be low or behind people or he just couldn't hit those running backs or those crossers in rhythm as well as even his deep balls. You're always going up to get it and falling down. You got to be able to hit people in stride and let them do their thing. And that's what I saw in this video. And man, would I have any issues if DeAndre Swift caught like 80 footballs and was used more as like a slot receiver or a dynamic like... You know, Reggie Bush, Alvin Kamara, you know, Austin Eckler type player. No, I, I would not have any issues with that. I'm not worried about him getting X amount of rushing yards. I'm worried about his impact, which means catching, running, you know, get, getting those end zone um, looks like he did last year, um, being able to spread out defenses. You know, one of the first things Dan freaking Campbell said was, man, I like to get swift out on some linebackers. Hello, Matt Patricia. Hello, are you listening? Like, why did you not do that? Like, they just seem to never get him out. I think I did see a PFF stat where there's something about his um, gosh, what was it? it was something about DeAndre Swift's like efficiency in the passing game or something like that, which surprised me because I feel like he just was not utilized that well. But I think it was. You know, yards per catch or one of those things that, yeah, looked good. But he just didn't. He just didn't see it every game where I feel like defenses had to be like, wow, watch out for Swift coming out of the backfield!" Or Man, you know, that guy's going to be a problem for our linebackers, safeties, corners, whoever you want to put on him. And the creativity just wasn't there. I mean, even when they did throw it to him, I didn't see many, you know, unique play calls. Mostly just option routes where he would either could have a two way go on a on a backer. Of course, he's going to win that basically nine out of ten all day every day. So, you know, I hope Jamal Williams is good. I actually have some some hopes too for the the guys behind them. I I like Jamar Jefferson as a as a late pick that they took in the NFL draft. I also like the kid out of Arkansas. That they picked up as a undrafted free agent. What's his last name? Boyd, I believe. Rakim Boyd. This guy, go watch his YouTube if you haven't seen it. Go pull up Raheem Boyd on YouTube from Arkansas. Guy can hit home runs. He can he's got some elusiveness. The speed's there. He's big. I think he's like 215 pounds. I like what I see from him. So like I said, I was really dumb with carry-on. So if you you're telling me we're rolling out this year, Swift, Williams. Jefferson Boyd, and, and then maybe they add either a vet or another guy that can either catch it or run it or short yards or whatever it may be. I'm going to run those young horses out there, you know, maybe with one vet that just helps them in the film room as well as is just a nice leader type. But uh, I, I like that mix. I really do. So everybody out there trying to worry or overthink DeAndre Swift's role, I, I would not do it. Now, there are con- con- concussion – type concerns as well as he has had an injury history in college. But as I noted with Odell, it's just, it's just, you can't predict those things. I don't see this guy having job at best type, you know, ending to his career or anything. I just feel like, yeah, he's going to get nicked up throughout the year. He missed a couple games here and there, but not a big deal. And I don't think the concussions or the leg injuries or whatever it may be are going to really hamper this guy in any means. So I'm full bore on him I think you know he's he could be a top 10 top 12 top 15 type guy when it's all said and done based on like where he's at there's a lot of good running backs out in the National Football League but I think DeAndre Swift is going to be up there and for for one of these publications I mean I can't remember who it was but to not put him as a top 32 back Shame on you, man, that's just ridiculous, like, you know, if anything, he's in, like, the top 20, top 15, top, you know, gosh, top 12, you know, for sure, like, I mean, I guess top 12 would be him really coming on the scene, you know, and and even better than that, like, a real breakout, but... He, he's not one of your 32 best running backs in the, in the game. Are you kidding me? Like, there's just no way. There's no... I don't even think he can get out of the top 20. It really can't. That just seems crazy to me, too. So, to be 12-plus spots below that, there's just no way. So, that, that'll prove itself out based on stats, production, usage, all that stuff that'll happen. So, I'm not too worried about it. You see all these lists, and the Lions are always at the bottom of the list. I think there was another list that said the Lions are the worst offense in football. Really? Are you kidding me? Like, did you see what we've done the last couple years with kind of ragtag, injured-type rosters still in, like, the top 20-type um, range? Uh, I, we're not going backwards, you know, if, from, from that. If anything, we'll be better, be more unique, more creative. So to put us at 32, is just a, that's just a national media-type slap in the face. So just like, ah, it's the Lions. We'll just put them at the bottom. You know, who cares? Like, I see them being exciting and dynamic, to be honest. All right, let's see. What else I got here? We just talked about the offense. I, I, I look forward to be fun to watch. Um, but let's talk about the big dogs. I mean, to me, the Lions did something really strategically nice. They had the draft board fall perfectly and got Penny Sewell at number seven. Then they followed that up with Big Denim, Levi Onzerike there in the second round, and the biggest of big fellas, Aleem McNeil there in the third round. I mean... I just love those three big dogs, and I love adding them to our other big dogs, and that's dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and that means you're a ball player when you're a -A D-A-W-G-S dog, and we got some, man, I'm talking like big fellas, but also guys that are mean and productive, and I'm talking about Trey Flowers, I'm talking about, have you seen... Deshaun Hand in a jersey recently. The guy looks like a specimen. He looks like a, an absolute terror on the defensive line for an NFL team. You send him off the bus early, let people know what's coming. Now we got Levi. We got McNeil wearing the 54 in the middle. We've got guys that we can rotate. You see, you ever see the arms on Nick Williams? This is a big, nasty dude. I mean, is he going to be an. Top end production guy? No, but he's nasty. He's big. I mean, some of our linebackers still got some big size to him, as well as we've added athleticism. Even Derek Barnes, I saw a picture of him recently. Guys yoked up, uh, just looks the part at linebacker wearing that 55. So I think the Lions on defense. Have really added to those big dogs. But you want to talk about big dogs. You want to talk about big nasty physical. Let's go to the offensive line for the Lions. Now Taylor Decker is a little bit more of a, a pass blocker. But he's proven himself to be a dog over there at left tackle. Like nobody can mess with this dude. He got paid. And he's always productive. You know how I know that? Because I'm not noticing him on Sundays. Very rarely does he get beat. Now does he get beat? Yeah, because the NFL, it's a National Football League, and everybody gets beat. But he also is very consistent and and just very good over there. I mean, if he wasn't good, you'd be seeing him on roller skates all day like we used to do with Lions tackles and interior-type players. Very solid out there. Then you move over to a young dog, left guard Jonah Jackson. This guy, his, his grades were a little bit funky last year when he comes to PFF and whatnot, but... Really liked what I saw. Came in from day one. I mean, what's he, 23 years old. Uh, plug and play Their left guard like him. Big old, humble, and now he's paid DAWG there in the middle, and that's Frank Ragnow. This guy mauls people. I, I got after him a year or two ago where I was just like, I'd like to see a little more nasty, a little more finish. You want to see finish, go pull up a couple of his highlights where he just grabs, you know, Akeem Hicks or whoever that was from the Bears and just takes him 10 yards downfield and then buries him in the ground with a block. I mean, unbelievable stuff from Frank. He's solid as could be. I think he was number three offensive center in the whole league, recently rated, so we got some love there. Surprised but well-deserved by Frankie. And then you go over to the right tackle, I mean, 330 pounds, feet like a ballerina, nasty mean streak, big old D-A-W-G, and that's a Sewell. So, as I've said, you know, there's some articles coming out now, should the Lions add, Trey Taylor, um, uh, gosh, what is it, Trey Turner, you know, big offensive guard, I think one of the publications projected him to be paid, a, you know, $4 million or something to come to the Lions, like, I'm telling you. I would much rather have an offensive freak talent or a defensive nasty player, edge rusher, or linebacker, or safety, or whatever, than bring in a right guard. We can get by with Logan Stenberg. We can get by with Hal Vitae. I'm telling you. You don't have to have five paid or drafted players. I say it all the time. But these big Dogs that we got up on the offensive and defensive side of the line are going to be good. I think TJ, Hawkinson is going to turn into a dog when it comes to blocking, catching, crazy hair. He's going to become a cult figure here in Detroit. I think when it's all said and done, and let's see if Tracy Walker can become the dog that I thought he would be at the at the safety position. And that means getting his hands on some footballs, being able to come down and crack somebody um, with a with a either a sack or a big hit every once in a while. Hey, Jeff Okuda, this is for you, Benny Blades. Mr. Okuda, I need to see more from you. I need to have you show me that dog mentality this year. I need you to lock up. I need you to have swagger. I need you to have that mentality. Man, nobody catch the ball on me. I'm Jeff Okuda. I'm the number third pick. I mean, Benny Blades was a third pick. He wouldn't let that happen. He'd knock your head off. So... I need, I need Okuda to, to, to find that dog in him. I mean, I, I'm curious to see if A.O., Oh Baby, and uh, Dunbar, and oh yeah, Iffy, Iffy Melifonwu, are those dogs as well? I can't wait to see it. So everybody, the Detroit Lions got some big dogs up front on both sides of the ball. And I think they got some dogs both on offense and defense as well that people are sleeping on. And these dogs, D-A-W-G-S, are ready to hunt. I'm telling you. It's going to be a fun training camp. It's going to be fun to watch these guys on Sundays. They got a tough schedule. There's no doubt about it. But I think they're all not only excited, all these guys got chip on their shoulders. They all got something to prove. They are sick of what's happened the last couple years. I There's just no way I see this team coming in and winning, you know, three, four, five games. There's just no way. Like, they're going to come out. And they're going to try to hurt you. They're going to come out. They're going to try to outscore you. They're going to come out and not going to let you go up and down the field throwing the football or running right through their defense with those big dogs we got up on the defensive line now. It just isn't going to happen. And everybody always projects things from what happened the last couple years or, oh, hey, this is what I see on paper. I don't think people are seeing what I see on on paper for the Detroit Lions. I mean, I-B-L-E-A-V and what they're building, and I think they're much better right now and heading into the season than anyone's giving them credit for. If they add a talent like Odell, if they add a defensive ball player, either a late free agent or maybe a a trade of some sort, look out. I'm telling you, this division is somewhat up for grabs in the NFC North, and I think the Lions are going to be something to deal with. So, everybody, that's what I got here for the solo show. I'll keep you updated on what might happen here with the show, but just plan on getting straight. Fire Lions content and takes from me every week here. Dial me up on Thursday morning. Listen to this on the weekend. Listen to this when you're at the gym, on the drive. You know, we got the Memorial Holiday coming up. I hope everybody gets that barbecue grill out, has some fun with family. The country's starting to open up. COVID's starting to disappear. Um, Full stadiums, I hear, for the Lions and everywhere else in the NFL. So, I cannot wait for it. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Take care. I'll catch you next week right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions. Take care, everybody. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.